Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in this morning to our live broadcast. Uh, once again, just want to remind you, feel free to send in your prayer requests, testimonies, or questions. Um, you can do that on any social media site that you're listening on, or you can contact us there at the information um, below. You can see there at jasondemars.com. There's a way to do it there. Contact us there, or you can do it through email or uh, phone call or text. We want to be in contact with you, so feel free to get in touch with us. We're going to continue on receiving the Spirit, and this is part two. And we kind of got cut off yesterday at the end, um, had a, a computer freeze up, but fortunately it was, a, it was at a good stopping point, so we're thankful it wasn't just in the middle of uh, the, the whole... Uh, broadcast so we will continue on just want to remind everyone to continue to pray for believers in Africa India Pakistan places where I I know that they're definitely suffering from the COVID-19 shutdowns um, there's a lot of poverty and as a result there's a lot of hunger so pray for them if you want to get involved in helping anyone uh, please let us know with that said, <clears throat> we're going to talk about uh, an Old Testament filling of the Spirit versus the New Testament filling of the Spirit. So 1 Samuel 10, verse 10, And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him, speaking of King Saul, and the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied amongst them. So... Saul received the anointing of the Holy Spirit, but then later he received an anointing from an evil spirit. So this is not the new birth. This is not a permanent thing. It's an anointing that comes, and it's an anointing that goes. Numbers 11:25, And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him and took of the spirit that was upon him, Moses, and gave it unto the seventy elders, and it came to pass that when the Spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. So the Spirit came upon them, went off of them. When it rested on them, they prophesied. So we see there, it's not a permanent thing. It's not a, uh, something that you're sealed with until the day of your redemption. It's an anointing for a purpose. Acts 4.31 And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. So they were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But it was a different filling. It was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's a permanent thing. That's a transformative thing. Peter went from being a coward, hiding away, not knowing what to do, to receiving the Holy Ghost. Now he's up preaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's a permanent thing that dwells within him. However, we also can have a refilling, an anointing. 
God can bring his spirit upon us, up out from us to do a work through us. We, we refer to it many times in the way they did in the Old, Old Testament. The Spirit of God came upon me to do this. Well, if, if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God was always upon you. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then the Spirit it can be just an anointing, just as in the Old Testament. A person can be a, not, not even a Christian, not even a believer, confessing to be a Christian, but not a true believer, and have a filling of the Holy Ghost to be anointed, as, it, as, you, as you see in Matthew chapter 7. Not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that do, doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will come to me in that day, saying, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And I will profess unto you, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. They were anointed to do works of the Spirit of God, but they were false. Let's look at 1 Peter 1, 2. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So when those believers in the book of Acts were filled with the Holy Ghost, what was it? Grace was being multiplied to them. Amen. Acts 10, 44 through 45. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them, on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 19, 2-6, And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, That they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So this is distinct from a mere anointing of the Holy Spirit. This is talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Paul is speaking about, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So they were they believed. They believed in Jesus Christ. They knew about him through John's preaching, but they, didn't, they weren't updated to what God was doing present tense. They didn't know about receiving the Holy Ghost. They didn't know what it was. And Paul says, what were you baptized unto then? So we see that in the book of Acts, there was one event that they were looking at to be inducted into the body of Christ. That was the baptism of of the Holy Ghost. So the Gentiles heard the Word of God and they received the Holy Ghost. So they heard, believed, after they believed, they received the Holy Ghost. Here, here Paul says, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They were already believers. 
They already knew about Jesus Christ. They always loved, they always, they already stood for what John preached, which was Jesus Christ. However, they, they weren't up to date. So they needed to get up to date and receive the Holy Ghost. And it, receiving the Holy Ghost was coming to them after they believed. Not when they believed, but after they believed. So first they believed, then they got the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. Let's look here. Titus 3, verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So, this is referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the new birth as the washing of regeneration. Regeneration speaks of renewing to life. To regenerate means to bring new life and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So Paul says receiving the Holy Ghost. Then he writes later here in the book of Titus and he calls it regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. This is different ways that Paul is speaking about and, and the writers of the New Testament are speaking about what we call the new birth or the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 1, verse 13, in whom you also trusted after, after, notice it says after, not when, it says after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So now it's referred to as a seal. When you're, when you're sealed, you're sealed until when? The day of your redemption. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So now we're referring to that act of God applying the new covenant to you as being a new creation. You become a new creature. Galatians 3.2 This only what I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Here it's called receiving the Spirit. Romans 8.15 For you have not received the Spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the Spirit of adoption. Here it's called the receiving the spirit of adoption. 1 John 4, 7 Beloved, let us, not, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Here it's called, called being born of God. 1 Peter 1, 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which hath according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Here it's called being begotten again. So we have all these different ways that the Bible speaks of this new covenant. Ultimately, that's what this is talking about. 
the new covenant, which is he's going to write our law, his, his law in our heart and in his mind, he's, in our minds. In Ezekiel, he says he's going to give us a new heart, a new spirit, and he's going to fill us with his spirit. This is what it's talking about. It's not talking about two different events. We're going to be born again, and then later we're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. No, it's one and the same event. It's different ways of speaking about the same thing, which is what? He is going to come and dwell within us, and when He comes and dwells within us, it gives us a new life, a new heart, and it, it makes us a new creature, it regenerates us, it renews us, it causes us to be born again. Let's read what Brother Branham says in the Pergamean Church Age uh, from December 7th, 1960. Brother, it's your soul. You can say, well, I belong to. That ain't it. If you haven't got the Holy Ghost, brother, I don't care how many churches you belong to, you're lost. If you're not born again of the Spirit of God by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're lost because you haven't got eternal life. And eternal life is the only thing that God will raise up because it's the only life that's left. So there it's clear in the church ages, you're born again by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You'll see in other places where Brother Branham speaks about this in 1962. He makes a differentiation. He says the new birth comes by faith and the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes after you believed. It's two different acts. However, he clarifies this after the seals are open. He says, the Lord corrected me. And so in, the, in an exposition of the seven church ages, chapter 4, he will write about this. And we're going to read, read that section so that you understand. Many people still around the message aren't caught up to date with what Brother Branham taught. And they're teaching that the new birth is different from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's incorrect. Brother Branham updated this. He was sure to update it and make it clear to Brother Lee Vale when Brother Lee Vale helped him write the Church Ages book. But Brother Branham read through everything that was written and approved it. And he called it my book. Okay, Brother Branham says this in the, in the Church Ages book. To begin with, you'll notice that in my meetings when I have finished preaching an evangelistic service or some teaching message, I cast the net and invite a response from the people. I ask them to come forward and receive the Holy Spirit. My Pentecostal friends, upon hearing me say this, believe that I'm inviting people to come forward to be baptized with the Holy Ghost because they're already born again. So when I invite those people who are Spirit-filled to come and deal with those who have answered the invitation to receive the Spirit, these dear ones surge forward and deal with the people in such manner as to encourage them to yield to God and believe to speak in tongues. This has caused a great deal of confusion, and I want to tell you exactly what I mean. I mean for the sinner to come forward and be born again, which is to be baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Ghost, which is exactly what took place at Pentecost when the church was launched. In other words, to be born of the Spirit is to be truly baptized with the Holy Ghost. It's one and the same. That should be clear. Not only clear in the Church Ages book, but it should be clear from reading Brother Branham's messages from 1963 to 1965. He never speaks of the new birth and the baptism of the Holy Ghost being distinct events uh, after the seals are open. Now, in just in closing here, uh, actually, I'm going to stop there. We'll deal tomorrow.
uh, with the steps of salvation and look at that. So we'll, we'll bring that to a close. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. We'll be glad to pray for you, take these things before the Lord. Once again, remember our brothers in Africa, India, and Pakistan who are suffering from a lack of food due to COVID-19 shutdowns that are taking place. And uh, if you, if you want to help them, please let me know. I'm in contact with several people that I know very well for a while, um, and we would be able to get some help to them. But God bless you. We appreciate you tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow.